Hello everybody and welcome back to Discerning Consciousness. I'm your host Ant and you join me today for the next instalment of my coronavirus musings. So it's quite an auspicious day today. It's actually Wednesday July the 1st and we have now just passed 100 days since the UK went into lockdown. So this is the 101st day since we first went into lockdown as I said. So what I want to talk about today is something called, as you can see from the title of this episode, the Corona Mind Virus. So what do I mean by the Corona Mind Virus? So as I was just saying, as we pass through 100 days now since we've been in lockdown in this country, during that period of time, so during those three months, all of our lives have been dominated by the theme of the coronavirus. Um, It's extremely hard to escape. Whenever we go out now, we see people in masks or perhaps they might be wearing one of those ridiculous type of welding visors, uh, plastic visors. We see um, examples of social distancing measures everywhere. We see the signs on lampposts. Um, We see barriers in the roads. Uh, We see markings inside shops um, telling us which direction we need to walk around. Markers um, making sure that we keep at least two metres apart. There are barriers even now um, down roads, um, widening pavements so that we stick to uh, two metres social distancing. And even to the extent that the amount of times I passed people while I'm while I'm out and about and you, you can just overhear what people are talking about and the talk of the town, so to speak, is the dreaded coronavirus. So everything that we do, every aspect of our life now centres around coronavirus. From the moment we first wake up, have our breakfast, do whatever our normal routine is, go off to work if we're lucky enough to have a job with the way things are going, Uh, go about our daily routine and then right until um, the evening, all the talk is of coronavirus. We just can't escape it. So what's happening really, and this relates to what I mean by a mind virus, it's a bit like the film Invasion of the Body Snatchers. It's almost like um, uh, this particular virus is like, um, as I say, is like a plague upon the mind. That's what I mean by a mind virus in that even if we want to stay centred in our being and we want to stay, um, shall we say, in a balanced place where we don't allow the coronavirus and all the histrionics around it uh, dominate our lives, it's, it's very, very difficult to do that. It is very much like a mind virus that's completely, completely overtaken our being. Uh, I find that I have a routine which normally involves looking at my news feed the first thing in the morning. Then I'll look at a few other various um, internet websites of people that I like to follow. And I've I've found in the last two or three days, really, that I'm becoming almost completely consumed. Again, that's what I mean by this kind of mind virus, consumed by the the, um, coronavirus. All the news, the economic collapse the latest ways in which they're imposing a police state, it's its really hard. It's really hard to avoid it. And I find it, um, I don't know if, if you guys are experiencing the same kind of experience, but 
I'm finding it's really um, diminishing my energy and it's it's becoming like this all-consuming presence um, within my mind and um, I'm, I'm now getting to the stage where I'm beginning to limit I'm trying to have days where I don't you know sit on um, social media normally um, on Facebook looking searching for the uh, latest update of what they're doing to us next the next you know ridiculous uh, the next ridiculous imposition against our freedom the next you know ridiculous way in which they're going to make us jump through several hoops just to go shopping or just to you know go and have our hair cut or just to go about our normal daily business so it's almost like I'm addicted to that dopamine hit of oh my god they can't be doing to that they can't surely be proposing that they're going to do that to us they're not going to get get, get away with it are they and in the process of being consumed by this mind virus I find that it's really um diminishing my own sort of creative uh, output and expression I'm, I find that I'm just it's like having my face pressed up to you know this huge pane of glass and it, the other side is everything to do with the coronavirus the mind virus as I call it and it's it's difficult as I say I don't know if you're experiencing some aspect of, of what I'm going through with its, you know, the way it just consumes every aspect of our lives. And we're coming up to the summer now, and many people who would normally have had holidays booked or already planning on holidays, we, you know, they don't know whether they'll be able to book a holiday or not. There's still all this uncertainty. And then imagine people who were in situations where they might have been planning to to, to um, have a year abroad if they were students to go um, interrailing to have a gap year which is what our students have here in the UK they choose to defer a year before going to university so all of that is in doubt and in lots of cases obviously um, won't won't be happening so it's very hard it's very difficult um, very difficult to avoid the corona mind virus and the other aspect of it is and I've was had this conversation with a few people and they feel the same really on the one hand it's it's really difficult to turn off this constant noise it's constantly there the corona you know the that background noise and sometimes you know when you just wake up and you're still in you're not fully conscious yet and 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 it's at that point and you and you you think to yourself oh maybe this coronavirus it's all just a horrible dream and then as you come to full consciousness you know, you sit there, you have your tea, your coffee, and you start with your breakfast. Oh no, you know, you hear the radio in the background, or you check your news feed, as I say, like I do, and it's just brought back to your hundred percent awareness. And as I was just saying before, I've had this conversation with a few friends. It's like, and the fact that it's affected every, you know, seven billion people on this planet. It's affected so many people. It's almost, it, it's almost uh, as if the controlling forces or the the beings that have um, set out this event and have made it happen with such unbelievable ease I mean the way in which they planned this carried it out with minimal pushback is really quite scary how our lives have just been completely thrown up in the air um, it really is quite shock shocking so what it feels like is as if seven billion timelines have just been pulled been yanked so you had seven billion people on this planet all with their own reality at the time, seven different ways of discerning the world, 
seven different perspectives on the world. You know, each of us perceives reality in a different way. And that's been kind of like completely hijacked. And now seven billion timelines have been reduced down to one because we're in the Corona mind virus uh, timeline at this time, even though we're three months or more uh, hence or forward from from the original outbreak. So, again, it is is the power of this event uh, in relationship to how we're all, as I say, in terms of a mind virus, we're all thinking about the same things. Now, you guys, I hope you guys are um, uh, better, shall I say, more disciplined than I have been in terms of saying, right, today I'm going to have a corona-free day. I'm going to have a day where I'm just going to focus on sitting sitting in my yard or in my garden uh, I'm just going to enjoy uh, that time in nature or I'm going to be creative today. I'm going to play my musical instrument or instruments. I'm going to write. I am maybe going to compose uh, poetry or I'm you know, going to go for a walk in the forest. I'm actually interesting to mention that I'm actually doing a recording from home today because we've had it's not great weather here in the UK at the moment. There's lots of it's cloudy and it's very windy, so it's not conducive to do a recording. But um, in the coming days and weeks, uh, I'm sure I will get back. So you'll get used to the, the, the lovely background noise of nature. But anyway, yeah, like I say, I hope you guys are managing to be be more dis disciplined than I am at the moment and uh, managing to uh, escape the corona mind virus that we're all extremely uh, susceptible to falling into. Something else I want to talk to uh, speak of really which relates to the corona mind virus is this idea that um, I see the corona mind virus as something again which affects people's ability to see the truth or to see reality and now I'll explain what I mean by that. So here in the UK uh, one aspect of this horrible phrase which is the new reality or the new normal um, is uh, millions of people uh, have been furloughed or had been more people obviously going back to work now but they had been furloughed which means obviously because of the lockdown they haven't been able to get to work so the government has been paying 80% of their wages whilst they've been at home and that that applies also to people who run um, their own businesses although there is um, there is a real scandal going on because the three million people fall outside of that category so they're not entitled to um, to claim any 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 help or any monies from the government so at, um, at its height uh, I believe around about eight to nine million people were on furlough getting 80 percent of their wages paid from the government anyway so what we've had during that time people have had experienced a lot more time with their families they've had more time to uh, explore their hobbies uh, more in depth um, they've had the opportunity to live a more simple life in a way and a lot of people have taken advantage they've perhaps got into cooking for the first time you know they've had more uh, more hours in the day to, to focus on things like um, cooking and perhaps they've involved their children in that process which has helped to help to you know family bonds family ties They've also, um, because a lot of the shops have been open, uh, sorry, a lot of the shops have been closed. That's a Freudian slip, I should say. They've been perhaps, they've been spending a lot less money in cafes, in sandwich shops, in, in restaurants, and just on leisure, really, um, you know, uh, enjoying ourselves through the leisure economy. So that means that people perhaps have even been in a position to, to save quite a bit of money. Also, it's said that, 
part of this whole healthier lifestyle has been that we've been shopping more locally, uh, perhaps uh, at farmers markets if they've been open. And, you know, as people have been growing more, they've been offering them to friends and neighbours during the lockdown period. Um, so it's said that we've been involving ourselves um, in the community a lot more. So all of these processes are, they're, they're, they're good things that are happening. And through the media and the news, through the mainstream media, we've seen various stories, you know, lockdown stories, as you may have, might have seen in your own countries around the world, because the governments around the world are obviously keen to promote this idea that although, you know, we've been in lockdown, normal life continues, folks. So, you know, they like to promote that idea that um, although we're headed towards a total economic global depression and uh, calamity, they're not still they're not feeding that through the through the news or through um, programs, you know, that deal with social commentary and things like that. But what I would like to say and how this relates, getting back to the mind viruses, for a lot of people, they're saying, well, I don't want to go back to the new normal. I'm quite happy with this new normal where I have lots more time, as I say, with my family time to cook. And it's a slower pace of life. And in many ways, it's kind of like a reversal of the hustle and bustle of a consumerist, capitalist based world. And I would agree that that's a good thing if that's um, less of a priority in people's lives. But I feel the more sinister element of that, if you like, the more co unconscious element of that is there's a sense in which and this is how it relates to a mind virus. People are almost being put to sleep because they believe that this is now their new life. This this idea of where they have got more time for cooking, more time to spend with their family, they're living, they're, they're, they're spending less. And I think the media is very keen to play to play on this idea that this is somehow, you know, an amazing new lifestyle. But I feel that what what's happening, a lot of people are missing the point. They're missing the point because here in the UK, these furlough payments they end at the end of October. That's only a few more months now. We've just um, shifted over into July. As I said earlier, today is today's July the 1st. And I think a lot of people are still, because they're waiting for the government and the media to tell them about how desperate things are going to get. We could be potentially looking at things like food shortages. Um, there's a lot of closure of meat factories because very conveniently, there's coronavirus outbreaks. Oh, how very convenient a lot of meat factories, more and more so uh, here in the UK and uh, in the States. Um, so there could be potentially problems with the food supply chains. And as I say, there's an economic calamity coming down the pike. And I think so. I think that the media is quite happy to promote this idea of this new normal the schmaltzy kind of world we're living in, where we're spending more time with our families and, you know, there's this slower pace of life. And I say, on the one hand, yes, I don't have an issue with that. That's a good thing. But part of this mind virus is I feel that people are being desensitised to the reality of their life, which is, as I say, come the end of October, there's going to be millions of people who will not have a job to go back to. And the other reality that we are looking at is... What's becoming the norm? And again, you're not hearing this in the mainstream media here in the UK is another very important fallout of the economic consequence of the coronavirus is is the new norm of pay cuts. So, for example, my brother in law, he works in a university up in the north of the UK and all across the departments, 
they've just taken a 10% pay cut. Uh, the head, uh, the, the head honcho of Ryanair, he's just said um, that he's looking at making pay cuts of 20% across the board. Um, but he said by doing this, he may be able to prevent any compulsory redundancies. But what I'm trying to allude to is the fact that we've we've so we've had 10 years now since austerity started or 12 years since the banking crisis in 2008 here in the UK, where it's been the norm for people to just have pay freezes. We're, we're moving into a kind of economic climate now where the norm will be pay cuts and quite significant pay cuts, not just two, not five percent. As I said earlier, my brother in law, 10 percent. And what the, the CEO of Ryanair is proposing is 20 percent. That's going to feed out across the whole economy. Now, the other thing, what's, um, so obviously that's going to reduce people's money. They're going to be a lot poorer. They're going to have less disposable income. The other thing is, as the economy begins to open up now, what we're seeing is businesses open, but they're only opening up upwards of about 50 to 60 percent of full capacity. So not only have they been closed with no takings for three to four months, they're going to open and going forward, as we know, these social distancing measures, which are which are basically the reason why they're there is not to protect public health. It's not to protect customers or business owners. They are there because they're designed to fail because they know that they're causing such infringements or restrictions on or on businesses ability to bring in proper income that these businesses will fail because they can't operate on 50 percent of their normal capacity. So that's another truth that I feel at the moment is not being fed through the public, through TV programming, operative word, and, and the mainstream news networks. And they don't quite realise that yet, that part of the new normal is people will not have their lifestyle is going to completely change. I mean, hopefully I'm proven wrong, you know, in six months time. And you can you can say, well, you were wrong and you were wrong about this. But I have a hunch that. Um, you know, unfortunately, I don't think I will be wrong. Like maybe like a lot of you guys think that at the moment, as I say, because of this mind virus, people are asleep at the wheel. And a lot of people still are unaware of how difficult things are going to be economically and just how poor people are going to be. And I don't just mean those, you know, who historically have suffered a lot of economic dep deprivation, those, uh, you know, the lower economic classes. I'm talking about you know, a lot of the middle class who who own businesses because they're going to be wiped out. So they're going to experience extreme poverty as well. So like I've been saying in this little segment, I still feel that there's this sense in which people are asleep. They're deliberately being put to sleep because the media isn't telling the truth. Now, some might say that's because the government doesn't want to scare people. You know, they'd rather that they were in this kind of uh how should we say during these summer months they just they're enjoying the new normal they're in, they're enjoying their payments from the government they're enjoying a quieter quieter stiller less frenet frenetic life but i just feel it's like this is the quiet before the storm become certainly because become the win come the winter i think the reality of the situation we're in is is it's gonna be like an uh um how should we say it's going to be like a hurricane that just sweeps through people's lives like lightning. And they're just going to be shocked, you know. And that's what I mean by this this um, mind virus. Uh, you know, people really do need to take, they really do need to just um, take heed of the situation and look into things a little bit more. And 
and and think for themselves and think well with the current uh, economic conditions what's that going to mean for my life going forward you know in three months time in a year's time in two years time and how am I going to plan to to live in a world uh, of an economic depression how can I shift my skills in a way you know to offer something in a kind of post because I think the ultimate aim for the deep state and the shadow government uh, the people controlling events behind the scenes is to dis completely destroy uh, consumer capitalism. They no longer have a need for us as consumers, so they're going to destroy that way of life. And in future episodes, I'm going to look at these plans in more details in terms of uh, the fourth industrial revolution uh, and the technocracy that we're going into and the United Nations World Economic Forum and Sustainable Development. I will look at that in future Anyway, guys, I think I'll round things up now. Uh, thank you for tuning in today. Um, just to let you know, you can find Discerning Consciousness uh, on all the main social media outlets. So we are on uh, Facebook. We have a Facebook group and a Facebook page. Uh, we are also on Twitter and Instagram, and I post quite regularly on all those um, social media sites. So if you uh, tune into those, you can get a little bit of a a feel for uh, my my perspective and take on the coronavirus and other things as well. Also, it would be great if you could um, click the follow button on the Podomatic site if you haven't also if you haven't already done so because that just helps helps to helps to support us here at Discerning Consciousness. So once again, thank you very much for tuning in. I uh, hope you've enjoyed the show and I hope you're enjoying my coronavirus uh, musings. And I'll just leave you with these wise words once again. If you're not in control of your consciousness, then someone else is. Bye for now.